The Christian world needs more spirit-filled teaching. So often we have fiery preaching without substance or doctrine without life. But we seek to join the two. We seek to bring theology on fire. This is Andrew Wilkes. This is Leah Wilkes. And this is Theology on Fire. Welcome back. We are glad you're here. We have had a few changes recently to Theology on Fire, so we just want to start off by letting you know about those. Um, The first of which is our new podcast artwork. You may have noticed that already, but on Spotify and Apple, when you go look for a podcast, you'll notice that our little image there is slightly different, so don't let that throw you, but we just wanted to update that a little bit, and we hope you like it. Yeah, that's right. Also on our website, there are some definite uh, improvements to the visual there, theologyonfire.org. But really something we're super, super excited about is to give you the opportunity to partner with us in this ministry Uh, at Theology on Fire. We do a lot of work here and a lot of people have said, hey, I really appreciate this. You're a blessing to me. You've encouraged me and I'm learning from you. And I'd like to give to you. How can I do that? Well, now you can go very easily, very simply to our website, theologyonfire.org. Go to the Give tab, and from there, you'll be brought to our church website. It'll take you straight to the giving page through our local church, and all you will need to do is select the Theology on Fire option in the drop-down, and then you will be able to give as much as you want at any frequency you want. It's very, very easy to use. So thank you so much uh, for even considering that. We appreciate you, your love, and your encouragement that you've given to us. And uh, we just invite you to join with us in this ministry. And then finally, preaching and teaching. The Lord has also just really pushed us out and has really told us that we need to make ourselves available to the body of Christ at large. This has been a podcast Uh, But really, this ministry, uh, I feel, is really beyond just a podcast. We want to keep putting out content here, but we also want to make ourselves available to go and minister in local churches, Bible studies, conferences, whatever the doors the Lord wants to open. So if this is something that you're interested in, having us come or having me travel to come and speak, to build up the body there, let us know, and uh, we will take a look at that and communicate with you. But thank you so much anyway for praying about this just new development. We've really felt the Lord push us to this place. He really pushed us to starting this podcast to begin with uh, at the end of last year, 2019. And we really just did it out of obedience, and we have been amazed with what he has done. We're amazed with the amount of consistent listeners we have. We thank you for being there, for listening and coming along with us. It really has been a remarkable journey for both Andrew and I, and we're excited to just see how the Lord um, develops this ministry. Absolutely. Uh, People from small towns to big towns, different countries. We're so glad you're here. We believe you're family and friends. That's why you're listening so much. And um, You know, as our family and as our friends, we also just want to bring not just an update today, but some actual encouragement to give you. We want to bless you, and we want to talk about low spiritual blood sugar. You know, Leah, whenever I don't eat, uh, whenever it's a Sunday, I know we've joked around before, um, the need for sweeties that you have in your purse that you you give, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you're a little bit tired, the message is great, but you're just not able to keep your eyes open. Maybe it's been a late weekend, a hard work week, or the kids have been a bit much that morning, so Tell me, what happens whenever you get low blood sugar? Um, well, um, a lot of people call it hangry. I have heard some people call it hungrumpy. But basically, you That's can get, uh, yeah, it is. It, you can get a bad attitude. And um, I think a lot of us, with a year like 2020, I think a lot of us are really 
running low on our spiritual blood sugar. It doesn't matter who you are, what stage of life you are in. This year has affected you in one way or another, and it has been very difficult. And and I would also just say some people have really been separated from the church. Maybe you live in a state like California where your governor has actually st- stood up and said, hey, you're actually not going to go to church. And I'm very thankful, grateful for those churches that are, are, are just really saying, you know what, it's more important to serve the Lord than to serve Caesar. And you can give me a fine if you want, but I'm going to church. Because if you are distant from the body for a length of time, if you're distant from the other people, it's, it's not just a social club. There's actually something that happens spiritual life is transmitted from one member to another member spiritually by the Holy Ghost. God does this, and there's actual a mutual edification, a mutual building up. And, you know, whenever you get low blood sugar, it's because you've not had food. It's because you've not had those sugary liquids in your body to raise the level of a sugar up to give you energy. So if we're separate from one another or separate from the provisions of God— we're going to be weak. We're going to be weak spiritually. And there was a prophet named Elijah. He was a worn down prophet. And this is what happened to him. He predicted a drought was provided for. He rebuked kings. He was just moving and grooving in first kings. We see just constant success until one day we see him and he flees from Jezebel. And he finds himself in a great place of discouragement in first Kings 19. Leah, why don't you read that? Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all of the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do so to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid, and he arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. So this is pretty dramatic. I I mean, I know that there's a threat on his life, but when you look at the success, we could simply look at him and say, why are you so weak? Why is your faith so faltering? I mean, who's this woman? You rebuked her husband. This is the wife. What power does she have over you? All of her prophets, uh, prophets of Baal, they're gone. They're dead. Israel knows who who the true God is. But in this, he was so discouraged. It's like his spiritual blood sugar became low, and he was just really, honestly, quite worn out. As we continue to read here, we'll see that. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree, and behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank, and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. So he was tired. He was tired. He was physically drained. Uh, he, he seems to have been emotionally and mentally drained. Ministry has drained him. And you know, we we actually recorded a podcast here several weeks ago, maybe about a month and a half ago. And we talked about being tired and hungry and how sometimes in ministry and life, even when it seems like too much, we just need to keep going. We need to keep serving and we need to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. But there are also times when God will say to us, rest. When he will say, pause, Mm -hmm. stop, 
take a day off, rest, and he will allow you to rest. He allowed Elijah to rest. Elijah slept twice here, and he woke up twice to the provision of God. He needed food. It was hot bread. It was fresh bread on a hot stone. He needed drink. He needed rest. And I want to say to you, believer, you need to eat and drink spiritually. You need to rest at times. And this is why it's so important to cultivate a personal, intimate, open communication with God through His Word, but by the Holy Spirit, because He's the one who's going to tell us, no, Andrew, keep going, or Andrew, you need to stop, and you need to pause, and you need to come into my presence and be refreshed. So while God gave Elijah this physical bread and that physical water and this rest, what happened to the prophet? What do we see? What do we learn from this? He's able to get up, he's able to go on, and he's able to go 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mount of God. And what happens there? He enters into the presence of God, he hears the word of God, and God gives him instructions for the king of Syria, king of Israel, and even his future replacement. And I want you to see something. As a believer, if you're like me, I'm a doer. I like to do. We can start to think inside of ourselves that, well, if I pass up this opportunity, I'll never get it back again. And somehow I'm going to be out of the will of God. And, uh, you know, this busy, 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 busy American Western mentality when we just need to rest. Mm -hmm. You know, just because Elijah was weak, because you're weak, I'm weak, does not mean that we are somehow less than. That makes you human. This is why we say it's by the grace of God that we do anything. By grace, we are saved through faith. But that's also how we live the rest of our Christian lives. We're not self-sufficient. We are God-dependent. And Elijah is an example of that. And we need to remember that for our own lives. Something else that can wear us out, and I think the enemy really takes advantage of this, is just our own ambitions. I do believe the Lord gives us desires and visions and things that he wants to do in our lives. But And I, I know those are wonderful, but I, I believe they can overtake just our vision of Christ and just our enjoying his presence and what he has to give for us and him as our ultimate and best gift. And I believe that's something that can really weary us is, the wanting to do, like Andrew talked about so much, but perhaps running with that beyond what the Lord would have sometimes and not actually just taking time to stop and taking every spare minute. I know, I mean, I know we've heard that even just in the the carnal, like a father can, in the best interest of his family, work, 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 and never be with them and actually miss out on the point of actually being a father and raising his family and teaching them, you know, and in the same way we can, we can just work, work, work and go, go, go in ministry and just think we're going to do all the things, but we actually forget to know and become deeper in Jesus himself and eat and drink like Elijah had to. And so what is given to us is something even greater than Elijah was given. He was given that hot bread. He was given that water to refresh his weary soul. But Jesus said this in John 6, 32 to 35. He said, Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. He was talking to Jewish people about their time in the wilderness when God sustained the people of Israel with bread, that their natural pe- men, natural women that needed sustenance like Elijah. He said, but my father gives you the true bread 
from heaven. So this is a different bread. This is a comparison. Not like the old bread. Here's something new. The true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus is saying that the true bread of heaven is a person. It's a he. And this person gives life, just like bread gives physical life, can raise your physical blood sugar. There is a spiritual blood sugar that can be raised by feasting on a person named Jesus, the living word of God. In verse 34, it says, they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Now, he's talking about salvation, but this is the thing. We never leave Christ. He told that woman at the well, if you knew who you were talking to, woman, you would ask me, and I would give you living water, and you would never thirst again. So this is not a one-time eating and a one-time drinking of the person of Christ, spiritually speaking, not physically, but spiritually speaking, just like Christ says later in chapter 6 of John. But this is a continual feast a continual eating, a continual drinking that we're being called to. Psalm 42, 1 says, As a deer pants for flowing streams. Whereas the King James, uh, with a little bit of revision, would say, As the deer pants for the waters, as that heart pants for the flowing streams, the water moving fresh water, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? The psalmist here is just crying out, I know what I need, and I need God. And so believer, maybe you're feeling a bit hangry spiritually. Maybe your attitude is short. Maybe you're easily discouraged. Maybe the real and true effects of a hard year, 2020, I mean one for the record books, is wearing you thin. Would you just be like Elijah? Would you just see your need for him? Would you just stop and would you let the Holy Spirit say to you, get away like Elijah, come and feed on the living bread, Come and drink of the living waters. Come to the word of God. Come and worship Christ. Come and be in God's presence. Let me fill you. Let me refresh you. Let me heal you. Let me help you. Take a day off work. Put your phone in the car. Go out to the park bench. Pull out your Bible. Read. Get real with me. Pour out your heart and drink of these rivers of living water. Let me pray through you in tongues. Let me refresh you and encourage your life. If we don't, there's only one option to become spiritually weakened and get to a place where we're no good for anybody, not even ourselves. You know, just a scripture that has been resonating with me a lot lately is just one thing have I desired that will I seek after to dwell in the house of God all the days of my life and just just that one thing to be in the presence of the Lord you know that's what David said just one thing have I desired just one thing is what I want and it, it is for God it is for his presence and I believe for whatever reason many of us I think have been quite distracted and a lot of it can be quite practical. I believe there are many people who have lost their jobs. They have been greatly affected by what's gone on in this world. Many people have gone through trials. They are going through trials right now. I have several friends that are just facing some great difficulties, sick spouses or children in the NICU. You know, there are just some 
very troublesome things going on and and these things can just be so overwhelming and and really just cause us to be just stressed and worrisome or whatever it is for you that distracts you. But the Lord is just wanting to remind us just to seek that one thing, to seek him. That's what's actually going to satisfy us. And there are legitimate issues that we face, the legitimate struggles, but he will answer those. He's going to give grace. He's going to give sustenance. He's going to help you. But don't forget to just seek him in the midst of it, in the midst of all the busyness and the chaos or even just in the desires that you're facing and you're just wondering, how is this ever going to work out? Would you just seek me? Seek that one thing. Just sit down, rest, stop, look up, eat the bread, drink the water, wait, wait on me. Let me nourish you. You must rest. You have to stop. It's been too much. That's enough. Like if my child is overwhelmed, my son, Ezra particularly, he just... He can just get so overtired, but rather than be the kind of kid that would just lay on the couch and, you know, just be closing his eyes, like he just gets so worked up and overwhelmed and stressed and emotional, you know, and he just needs some t- somebody to just tell him sometimes, just sit down, like, here's a drink, here's some juice, you know, let's calm down. We need to settle down now. He just needs help. And, and that's what, that's what we need to do sometimes is just, let's just sit down. Let's drink from the Lord. Let's rest. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Don't worry about the next step. That's not what the Lord asked you to do. You know, Jesus called people to be followers of him. He called them to be disciples. That means followers. And um, Bill Mounts is uh, somebody Andrew and I uh, like to listen to. He's a great teacher, but um, he said, followers follow. And that's quite simply what a disciple is. It's a follower. We just follow Jesus. So we don't create the path. We don't have anything to do with where the shepherd leads the sheep. We just follow And we just seek the shepherd and we just keep our eyes on him. So let's just follow. Let's just follow Jesus. And when he asks us to stop in a green pasture or by the still waters, let's do that. And let's eat and drink and savor those moments. And don't keep running if the shepherd's not leading you to. Don't stress about what's coming around the corner. Or don't stress about perhaps if he's leading you through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't worry about that. You don't create the path. Just follow the shepherd. And you know, sometimes, Leah, we just need a nap. Sometimes <laughs> we just need to go to sleep. No, truly. It's true. I mean, what good is a two-year-old whenever they're wearing themselves out in you and you just have to say, look, mm-hmm. lay down and go to sleep. And maybe God would tell some of us doers, would you just literally go to bed not figuratively (laughs) not metaphorically would you just close your eyes and take an hour nap and then let me feed you spiritually when you wake up because then you'll be a whole lot better you'll be stronger your blood sugar level will be up and you'll actually have some strength to be able to perhaps respond to that text message that someone sent you in a spiritual fashion instead of in your flesh it's important y'all amen So be free, enjoy Jesus, and take a nap. Father, thank you. You're the living bread. You're the living waters, Jesus. And we want to eat of you, and we want to drink of you. I pray right now for those that you're speaking to, that they would just stop. When you're telling them to stop, and they would rest, you would teach us that we'll get a lot more done, and we'll stay a lot less discouraged 
if we would just come to you, our source, more often. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Theology on Fire. Please subscribe so you won't miss new episodes. All of our information and contact details can be found at theologyonfire.org.